Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk AM 1150 on this gorgeous Wednesday in March. Eric, you know what I'm doing after the show today? I hope it's taking your dog for a walk because you could not get nicer weather for it than this. We are definitely going for a walk. Uh, Such a good day to take your dog for a walk, even go somewhere new. Give them some new smells, some stimulation. New smells, new sights. That's right. New uh, fire hydrants. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Or hopefully somewhere so wooded there aren't even fire hydrants to come across. (laughs) Um, Just want to say real quick, um, so the Seattle Kennel Club Dog Show was last weekend. We have a booth there um, every year, and it was so much fun. One One of my favorite parts, and I have many, but one of my favorite parts is to meet people who listen to the show. I also love introducing the show to people who haven't heard of us. But it's so great after five years to run into people who have heard the show, who love the show. And I'm just, for those of you who are listening right now, wherever that may be, if it's iTunes, if it's Blog Talk Radio, if it's uh, KKNW on the air here live, if it's from our archives on our website, thank you for listening. I am grateful for our listeners. Uh, Also grateful for our guest today who we have with us. We have Dr. Donna Kelleher back with us today talking about a time. Unfortunately, it's it's an all year topic, but especially now we're going to be talking about allergies today, allergies and dogs. Dr. Kelleher, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Julie. Yeah. um, So this is... Now, Dr. Kelleher is a um, local holistic veterinarian. Dr. Kelleher, is that how you classify yourself? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. (laughs) Okay. So she's a holistic vet, and she's also the author of a wonderful book called The Proof is in the Poodle. It's a great book, um, lots of information, and information also given through a lot of stories of her experiences with dogs and cats and horses and all sorts of information. It's called The Proof is in the Poodle. It's an excellent read. And Dr. Kelleher works um, locally here with with dogs and cats and and horses and and all sorts of animals and is just really brilliant at the work in healing animals um, in a way that's uh, really, you know, we talk a lot about alternatives to just Masking symptoms, you know, and I think with allergies, too, and Dr. Kelleher, you can speak more to this. I mean, it is not one of the number one reasons why people will bring their pet to the vet. Is that correct, do you think? I would, I mean, one of the, I would say it's one of the most chronic, for chronic problems. Mm. I mean, it's, it's probably the number one problem if, or problems associated with allergies. I mean, because ear infections, that's right. very related to allergies. Um Skin infections, that's generally got an underlying allergy base, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or cause. And so if you add all those things up, and then, of course, food allergies can cause um, diarrhea and intestinal problems. So if you add all those things up, I would say, yeah, that might be the number one reason people are heading off to the vet. Yeah. And can you tell us what is going on in the body when the body is, is having an allergy to something? Yeah, I mean, 
as much as we know about it, I would say it's still there's still a large part of it that's unknown. I would say this: dealing with allergies will always humble you, especially when you don't use immune suppressive medicines. It's when you use only natural remedies and the body's own healing system. It's 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 kind of fun because every single case is different. But mm-hmm. but from a yeah from a like sort of pathologic what's happening in the body sort of thing. It's it's quite on one hand simple and on one hand very complicated, but the simple version of it is the body um, thinks that, uh, like, say, um, a grass, a grass on or a pollen grain is something that um, needs to be attacked. So <clears throat> it will treat it as if it would, as if it were a parvovirus or, you know, a distemper or any kind of pathologic um, bacteria or virus. And and so it will, the body will amount uh, an immune response um, that would, if it were, if it were appropriate, like if it were against a cancer cell or against a bacteria or against a virus, then it would be strong enough to denature that or kill it, basically. Mm-hmm. And so you can imagine the force of that. And so it's this huge um, sort of cascade of inflammatory mediators that gets released and. Uh, there's all different cells involved. Um, the most famous one people know about is histamine from mast cells, but mm-hmm. um, that's only one, maybe one one hundredth of. There's probably you know ninety nine percent that uh, of these cells that and these chemicals. That are, there's little, literally thousands of these chemicals, mm-hmm. and then what happens is one will kind of flare up another, and one will flare up another, and it's almost like a domino effect. Um, and then it, it becomes hypersensitized, and it becomes, and it propagates itself. So it's almost like an avalanche effect. And so, you know, the first year, your dog may have an issue with, you know, cherry pollen, cherry tree pollen, or that's a common one, or alder pollen. Or, um, and, you know, the first year, maybe it's a few sniffles, it's a reverse sneeze, it's a little, you know, scratching at the ear, and you barely notice, and you think, oh, yeah, I have allergies too, whatever. And then the next year comes along, and it's like, well, holy heck, we've got, you know, ear infections, we've mm-hmm. got, you know, secondary staph infections, now we have to go to the vet, maybe the vet's recommending antibiotics, maybe the vet's recommending steroids. And so now you start to get into this propagation where you're just kind of trying to, you know, with Western medicine, just, you know, smash the symptoms down, and then they pop up in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what we try to do is um, identify the allergens and then, you know, clear them. I use Nate, which is uh, an alternative way of dealing with allergies, but um, a lot of people use acupuncture. You know, there's many, many ways to get the immune system to be more balanced and to kind of communicate with the immune system and say, hey, you don't really need to react to this cherry pollen. And so... That's kind of in a nutshell what it is. I can mm-hmm. talk specifically about some of the chemicals involved, but and we, like I say, we know a few of them, but um, not all of them. Yeah, and the body, the body is just something else, isn't it? With the way it is, you want you want your body on your side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't want it to be doing something crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 the reverse of that is that you want to be on your body's side too. Hey, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So, I know. So with allergies, um, there's it seems like I hear of two main sort of categories where there's food related and then there's environmental allergies, which seem to be the most common two that I hear people talk about anyway. Is that right in your experience? 
Yeah, I would say this, that most, many dogs are, you know, especially there's certain purebreds that are known for it, but, um, but anyway, any dog can have it, even a mutt, but, and that is, they can have a few allergies, you know, maybe they have a few grass allergies or something like that, but it's when, to me, it's when they have both food allergies and environmental allergies, those those dogs have a lot more symptoms, and it's a lot harder for people to identify. You know, it's easy when someone can just stop, you know, feeding chicken or right. stop feeding grains. But when it becomes when it becomes more like, okay, you know, it's these foods, but it's also, you know, these pollens, it, it definitely becomes more complicated. Mm-hmm. And you've said in the past, um, I think it was in your talk that you gave a few months ago, um, that food allergies tend to typically manifest differently than environmental allergies, or at least there's certain symptoms that tend to be like indicative of a food allergy, where if a dog is, like I think you said, scratching at their cheeks, that that tends to be um, more food yeah, related? Well, the old, yeah, I, it was kind of funny. I used to work in Chicago for what I call just an old time conventional vet. And he used to say, if they're if they're scratching at their mouths or they're rubbing their faces or you know it's anything around the muzzle and then he used to say when they're chewing on their feet and it's interesting because now I feel that chewing on the feet could be you know it could be environmental too but he used to think those were all food allergies uh, symptoms just mm-hmm. around the mouth around the they also will itch around their anus and it's not an anal gland problem oh. um, it's interesting it's almost like they're trying to access their own GI tract it's probably itchy all throughout right. you know. Yeah. Um, but also, food allergy dogs tend to get have a history, at least, of having diarrhea, vomiting. You know, there's some other reason that you might think that the digestive tract would be involved. So, um, whereas environmental allergies tend to be just all on the skin. It's, it's, at least that's what I've seen so far. Mm. But ear infections can happen from both food and environmental allergies. So. Mm. Isn't it um, so gratifying when, I mean... There's a lot of things that are gratifying, I'm sure, in your work. But when it's a food allergy and they just switch off of processed food onto like a raw food diet or they start making the food or something oh. and it's just like, bam, wow, clears up. that was an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Those don't ever come because I rule those out on the over the email I, I, or right. over the phone. I just say, switch your food. Um, you know, have you tried, you know, have you tried a raw diet? Have you yeah. tried these things? And if And I just say, well, that's going to be the first thing we try. So if you want to save a little bit of money, you know, try that first. And it's so funny. So many people do email me back and go, well, it worked pretty well. Thanks. Mm. (laughs) A little free advice. But it doesn't always work. And sometimes it works for a while and people don't realize, oh, we're supposed to switch the protein sources. You're Mm -hmm. not supposed to keep them on the same food all the time if they're in a hypersensitized state. Right. Um, So. Well, we're going to talk when we come back from break, we're going to talk more in detail about both food allergies and environmental allergies and your experiences in treating them. And also just to let people know, um, you know, what these symptoms are. Um, I didn't know the um, gagging, I think, was something that you said that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I have totally seen that before. So um, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Dr. Donna Kelleher. She's the author of a book called The Proof is in the Poodle. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. I love my dog as much as I love you. 
you may think my dog will always come through. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Northwest School of Animal Massage, we cover the world of animals. This week, March 16th, always entertaining Kevin McDonald and gifted medium and animal intuitive Kim Miller will host the show for me. They'll have open phone lines throughout the show. Kim can help you connect with your animal or human loved ones on this side or the other. She can also tell you why your animal friend does stuff and what to do to change unwanted behavior or illness. So give her a call on Martha Norwalk's Animal World Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair discusses issues that are important to you, like good health and well-being, finding a new job and building your business, overcoming life's big challenges and making sense out of chaos, and living with passion and joy. Join us Mondays at noon Pacific for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. See conversationslive.net for show schedule and guest information. Hey Seattle, this is Julie Forbes. When I got engaged a couple of years ago, one of the first things my fiance said about our wedding was, we need a wedding planner. I thought to myself, what do we need a wedding planner for? We hired Jenny Harding and New Chapter Weddings, and I now know there is no way we could have done it without her. If you are planning a wedding or corporate event, do yourself a favor and hire New Chapter Wedding and Event Planning. They did an amazing job for us, and they will for you. Find them online at newchapterweddings.com. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And we're back with Dr. Donna Kelleher, who is a holistic veterinarian and author of The Proof is in the Poodle, and Dr. Kelleher, where can people go to get your book? Well, I mean, you know, probably everyone says this, but I guess the easiest place is Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to fight that, but um, <laughs> at any rate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can also go to the website, proofisinthepoodle.com, and okay. you can learn about the book and a little bit more um, information there. And, yeah, you, right now you can buy the book there, I think, for the next month or so. We're going to have it for sale at that site, too. Okay, great. And and it's proof is in the poodle dot com, mm-hmm. not yeah. not the proof is in the poodle. I know, no. Okay, <laughs> and is the title of the book proof is in the poodle or the proof is in? No, nope, the, the title. Sorry, the title is the proof is okay. in the poodle. We just we just left the off. Yeah. When we, when we picked the website. Yep. I, I know. No, I confuse everyone. No, it makes <laughs> sense. It makes sense. Okay, so proof is in the poodle dot com. I'll post a link to that on our Facebook page and our homepage and stuff too. So if you're listening and you're driving and you can't write it down, you can just go to our homepage and um or our Facebook page and it'll be there too. Um and of course our homepage is dogradioshow dot com where you can find all of our over two hundred and sixty episodes now archived also for free as a free download on iTunes as well. So Okay, so we're talking about allergies, a big one in the world of pet health. Um, allergies, it seems that they're getting 
worse and worse or more common in in dogs. And we're we're sitting, I think it's an epidemic. I really do. Yeah, I agree. And what was interesting to me is that, you know, you, your approach is a holistic approach and you combine, um, now you, you mentioned Nate. And so I just wanted to um, sort of um, in an efficient way, talk about what Nate is for people um, who, who might not be aware of it, because it seems to be a very effective way to test for allergies. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's, there's many related systems that I think are all good. I don't think it has to be one or the other, but the one I just happened to learn is called Nambudapred's Allergy Elimination Technique. And I went through all the human training. I went through the beginning and the advanced training um, because I felt like the animal training was not as good. And mm-hmm. um, so... So I went through the human training and I came home. The, the reason, I guess, just a quick why I did that is because I got my own um, asthma cured with Nate. I went to a practitioner named Dr. Chulon Chong in, in North Seattle, who's absolutely amazing. And, she, and after she cured me, she said, you know, Donna, we've got a lot of dogs with allergies, too. So, you know, you might want to learn this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what set me on that path, not realizing that it would become an epidemic and Mm -hmm. that I'd be doing, the majority of my work would be around that. Mm -hmm. And I just use it as one tool. Um, I think in the treatment of allergies, you need many, many tools um, if you're going to be successful at it. So I think the herbs are good. I I use a lot of um, diet changes. I use a lot of nutraceuticals. I also use Nate. So Mm -hmm. it's just one of my tools. Yeah. And one of the things that I... sort of makes sense in how hard you said working with allergies is very humbling because, you know, every dog is different, first of all. And and also when you talked about this uh, sort of cascade of of reactions and inflammation and it seems like it's like there's these layers almost that build. And if you have a dog that's just in a state of, you know, inflammation, it's going to take some time to kind of work back through those layers too, it would seem. You know, it depends on how old the dog is and how long the dog has been suppressed by conventional medicine. If they've been on a lot of prednisone, atopica, you know, now they have some newer chemotherapeutics. People don't even realize they're chemotherapy. The dogs are getting suppressed. So if the dogs are on a lot of that stuff and they've been on them for a long time, we have a big job on our hands. If Mm. the dogs are like one or two years old, and even if the symptoms are severe, if the dogs haven't been, haven't been on those medications yet and, um, and they're young, we, we usually have, it's pretty, it can be really dramatic how quickly they get better. Mm. It can be shocking. Like Mm -hmm. within a week or two, the dogs could have open sores and then, you know, go from that to being completely healed Mm. with just, um, a few tools. So it's, it can be very rewarding, but like I say, those chronic cases, the dogs that are a little older, I'd say over five years old, those are those are more complicated. Yeah. And you said, because one of the um, dogs that I refer to who you're working with is Jolly, and he's um, seems to be his thing is allergies, and um, he seems to have both environmental and food allergies. And um, one of the things that we were recently celebrating with, his family is that he's now off of atopica completely and that it's really been a a process to get him off of that drug and that he's, he's still itchy. I mean, they're still in the process of, of um, healing him, but that 
that was a really seemed felt to me like a really like, oh, that's awesome. Like he's at least off of this and he's functioning kind of on his own now, even though he's still itchy, it's tolerable and he's not under right. the influence. He's not opening of this. sores. You right. know, I, you have different levels right. of, you know, I like, okay, are they sleeping through the night? Are they opening sores? They, these dogs always itch more than I would say other dogs. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but yeah, he's doing really, I think he's on his way to, and they are very dedicated. I, yeah. I would say that if you, you have to have, that's the really bottom line, they have to be the people have to really be wanting to get him off these things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do really well, and uh, that's been a really good case. Yeah. Um, I one of the things that I liked when we were talking about getting him in to see you is that you said I need a hundred percent compliance, and I was like, yeah. I, I was like, good. It's good to be clear with like direct, yeah. well, direct. I've had so many that yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of people that are just like, oh, it's just too much, and I. You know, I understand that people's lives are busy. I mean, I don't yeah. know that I could always comply to, to those types of things. I mean, mostly it's just the diet. You know, if you've got a large dog and you need to prepare food at home and mm-hmm. it's it's a time, you know, you're constantly in a time. Um, I mean, luckily we have the pet pantry and Darwin's and some other wonder and, you know, all the best and all the different places that have, you know, options. But yeah. it's. It, but you know, it's still it's still more work than just opening up that bag of kibble and throwing it in the bowl. You know, for sure. The other thing about Jolly was he just had like a nervous breakdown every time she opened the fridge and just touched the allergy shot. Just yes. touched that vial. Wow. That dog went into and and she brought the vials in and he was shaking and hiding and that dog did not want his allergy shots. And yeah. so if an animal has that kind of reaction, yeah. I listen to that. Loud and clear, that. right? That dog did not want those shots. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So. She told me, I think she said that he would, he cried when he got them or something. I was like, okay, that's, we got it. Yeah. Know, I think he sometimes peed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, with the food allergies, um, now you said, it's this is something people have so much confusion on it like general public because they think I'm not supposed to change my dog's food like I'm supposed to get on this brand of food you know kibble and then not switch isn't it bad to, but isn't it when I tell people it but isn't it bad to switch their food or and then there's the whole that's, that's, we've so, done so many bad things in veterinary medicine but yeah. <laughs> that is maybe at the top of the list yeah, you always want to have variable diets. You never want to keep the dog on the same food all the time. I mean, there are some urinary issues that, um, like I'm thinking of acidifying diets for cats or, you know, sometimes dogs will develop different types of stones and, and maybe they need to be watched more closely and have, you know, a series of urinalysis if you're going to change the diet. Very important there. Um, what we feed them affects their urine, and that's really important to keep in mind. But no, for the most part, dogs need very variable diets, and you really can ward off allergies, at least food allergies, by changing up the food. I tell people to change the protein sources if we can once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I was going to yeah. ask you that. So what is the frequency? Because I've also heard it's not good to feed like this for breakfast and this for dinner and then something else for breakfast. And then like if you have an allergy dog, you do not want to switch it like that. No, yeah. you, what you want to do is it's like it's like a bait and switch for the immune system. Right. So so say a dog has, um, I mean, chicken and beef are, and even fish are kind of really common allergens and grains. Of course, grains are the top. But yeah, most people know that now. But 
Um, but so say my dog, say I, you know, my dog has a, um, a chicken allergy and I have to stay away from that. So I might switch between like turkey and bison or turkey and bison and fish or, you know, maybe we can, you know, get some really great novel proteins in there like rabbit or emu or something like that. So basically what you want to do is kind of go, okay, um, immune system, all you, all you, you know, horrible bradykinins and prostaglandins and mast cells and, you know, antibodies. Here I am. I'm a turkey protein, and let's 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 attract attention here. So I'm going to feed <laughs> turkey just turkey for three weeks, and by the end of that three weeks, if you have a hypersensitized dog, they're going to start possibly to mount an immune response to the thing that they weren't allergic to before. Mm. That turkey. It's going to take about a month, and you know, I usually say about three weeks or a month, and you start, and then so now you've baited the turkey. Now you switch to bison, and the immune system's like, wait. And you don't ever give them turkey for the next month because mm. you – and so the people who give them this protein and that protein and this protein and that protein every single day, well, the immune system's constantly – you know, you don't – there is no possibility for bait and switch there. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. And can the allergy still develop if it's, if it's like, uh, you know, every three days it gets turkey? Is it, is it like then also too familiar? Yeah, they start to, they have, they've amounted an immune response to numerous proteins, and then the protein is continuously being fed, and there's, mm-hmm. never, a, there's never a period where the protein is not being fed. Mm-hmm. And it is in the period where the protein is not being fed where the immune system, you know, can rest. So in other words, if you've done turkey for three weeks or four weeks, and then you switch it to bison, well, then in that time period where you switch it to bison and it was hypersensitized to turkey, it can rest. And then mm-hmm. it will take a while for it to mount an immune response to the bison. So really, I just have people, it's quite easy in a way, you just switch from one protein to the next. You know, you can even think, okay, one month on one protein, one month on the other. Because mm-hmm. I've seen so many people who kind of get it figured out. I see them get it half figured out. They go... He had a chicken problem, and then I switched him to turkey, and now I don't know. And it's like, well, that's because he's been on turkey too long. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's um, an interesting thing that where, so I get the whole part about you get, you draw the immune system's attention to whatever the protein is that the dog's been eating for three weeks. And so it's almost like gets in, it, it invests in like, okay, this, we, we're going to really, you know, invest in this and go to war, so to speak, and then right as they're about to do it, it's gone. And then it's like, well, wait a second. Um, it One, it makes me wonder about sort of like a consciousness of the immune system, but I think that's another show. And um, But it's like this interesting, that part of it is interesting to me of, I guess, the time, the, the time that that three or four weeks that the immune system is sort of... Uh, Focusing on the or detecting this protein that's been there and and that part of this whole equation, I think, is really interesting to me. And I don't know if I can articulate it further than that, but it just kind of strikes me. Yeah. Well, I mean, the antibodies, it takes two weeks for the antibodies to form if you're just talking about the B cell line of the immune system. Uh And so that's pretty easy to understand. But the problem is there are dogs, I mean, not to throw a wrench in it, but there are dogs that start to get a problem after a week because they're really, really hypersensitized, a lot of shepherds, a lot of German shepherds. Um, and then there's other dogs that, you know, you can feed them turkey for six months. They'll never have a problem with it. And they just will always have a problem with chicken, you know, right. and it's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Um, so 
that is the variable amount, but on average, three to four weeks really kind of is pretty right yep. for most dogs. Yeah, yep. And that is switching, you know, feeding one protein, not a food that has three different proteins in it, but no, a, a single source protein. protein. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's novel protein switching. Yep. Yep. Okay, so um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to switch gears and talk about um, environmental allergies. And we're talking with Dr. Donna Kelleher, who's a holistic veterinarian here in Western Washington, also the author of a book called The Proof is in the Poodle. You can find that on Amazon. You can also buy it off of the website, which is www.proofisinthepoodle.com. You can also find Dr. Kelleher online at wholepetvet.com, and that's W-H-O-L-E, petvet.com, and there's a lot of great information on her website as well. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. I'm just a-walking my dog, singing my song, This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist www.sensitivedog.com. Hi, I'm Pat Pauly. Tune into my show, Get Active, each Tuesday at 12 noon on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week, we invite a guest to talk about one of the wonderful activities in the Puget Sound region, ones that you may want to participate in. We'll focus on how adult beginners can comfortably get into all of these activities. You'll learn a lot about how you can get active. Be sure to listen. That's Get Active with me, Pat Pauly, at 12 noon each Tuesday on Alternative Talk 1150. Hi, I'm Martha Childress with the Natural Choice Network. Join us every Tuesday at 1230 p.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week, we invite leaders from our sustainable community to share their unique visions and valuable insights. You'll learn great tools to make your life greener, healthier, and more sustainable for generations to come. Thank you for making the natural choice. That's the Natural Choice Network every Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Please join us. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. Want to hear something different from talk radio? The choice is clear. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And I said, Lord, I'm happy because I'm just walking my dog, singing my song. Go 
it's going to be me later on this afternoon. I don't know if I'll be singing a song, but I'll definitely be walking my dog in the sun. You should be singing a song. I don't know. <laughs> they won't mind anyway. Uh, we are back with Dr. Donna Kelleher, a holistic veterinarian here in uh, Western Washington and author of The Proof is in the Poodle. You can find it on Amazon and also through the website, which is www.proofisinthepoodle.com. Uh, Dr. Kelleher also has a, a website, wholepetvet.com, and that's w-h-o-l-e-petvet.com, and a blog, wholepetvet.blogspot.com. And I'll post links to all of this stuff, um, both on our Facebook page and on our website, which is dogradioshow.com. So we're talking about allergies, and in this last segment, uh, we were talking more about food allergies. Um, so if you've missed any part of this interview or any of our over 260 episodes, you can find them archived on our website, on our podcast page, which is on dogradioshow.com, and also on iTunes as a free podcast. So let's switch gears, Dr. Kelleher, and talk about environmental allergies, which my feeling seems that they're harder to treat. Is that right? Well, because uh... like if you're allergic to grass, <laughs> yeah. if you're allergic to grass, mm-hmm. you know, where are you going to go? <laughs> you know, my favorite is horses that are allergic to grass. Yeah. But, you know, um, we treat it with Nate. We treat the environmental allergies with Nate and um, we do get very quite good results. I would say it's easier to treat foods because you can control it more, mm-hmm. but um, we can still treat the environmental allergies with Nate and do so quite successfully most of the time. Um, however, if I test a dog and I find that they have only environmental allergies, so they're allergic to mold, pollen, grasses, weeds, trees, and they're not allergic to foods. It's a very rare dog, but they're out there. And I say to the person, you know, this may be a case for a dermatologist because mm-hmm. they not, you know, I'm not a big fan always of, of what everything they do, but they do um, hyposensitization injections and they, those, and the, you know, those work, those will cure dogs about a third of the time. Mm-hmm. And when they do, it's, it's really because they focus on the environmental stuff. They really know almost nothing about food allergies, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but at any time a dermatologist uses immune-suppressive drugs, it's like saying, okay, well, <laughs> I mean, this is what we have. But when they, when they do the environment, when they do the hypersensitization injections and they work, it's phenomenal because you didn't use a drug, you didn't, you know, you didn't suppress the immune system. And like I say, they work about a third of the time. But in my hands, um, environmental allergies are a little bit harder, but they're doable. And um, we treat them all. I treat them all the time. Hmm. It's interesting. Um, now, do you find that there's certain breeds that are, that have allergies more commonly than others, environmental allergies, or is it just like... Um, it could be mixed, I, it could be purebred, it could be, you know, who knows. Yeah, I mean, of course, yeah, there's definitely breeds that... I don't know about environmental more than food, because it seems like almost all dogs have both. Almost all dogs who have severe allergies have both. But um, but yellow labs are really common in my mind. Mm. German Shepherds, very, very common. Um, except for the ones that have had purely environmental allergies, I think they've mostly been the doodles, um, mm. poodles and doodles. They, the long-haired dogs will trap those environmental allergens in, 
And so one of the best things, of course, you can do is just kind of shave them, groom them down, keep them clean, mm. um, get those allergens off their skin. So you still have the um, the atopy where they're breathing in the allergen and mm-hmm. getting a systemic reaction. Mm-hmm. That's a respired um, reaction. But, you know, the contact re- reactions are, are bad, too. So, you know, and it, you can definitely, and you can also keep the secondary um, bacterial and yeast infections down uh, by keeping the hair short. So a lot of long hair dogs get environmental allergies, I think, quite commonly because they tend to trap in those environmental allergies like the grasses and, you know, they're like Velcro dogs. Yeah, yeah. Now, one of the things that you said that I thought was really interesting, um, when you're talking about, you know, this is what I love about be just holistic, the word in general. I mean, for you as a veterinarian, I work with behavior, and I am a very holistic approach with behavior, especially now with all the stuff that I'm finding out about these pesticides and what it's doing to the central nervous system. Um, And if you've missed that interview with Dr. Michael Fox, that was a few weeks ago. You can find that archived. But, you know, what are what are they eating? Are you giving them chemical flea medications? What's going on? Has there been a transition? You know, there's so much to take into consideration when treating something like health, for example. It's not just here's your here's a Band-Aid and we're done and you can go and, and that's it. It's like to really try to try to find a cure. Um, mm-hmm. This holistic approach is so important, and you combine acupuncture, chiropractic, herbs, diet, you know, all these different things. And one of the things that you said that you are trying to do is communicating with the immune system to not, to kind of like relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the big, that's the big, boy, that's the big ticket item right there. I know, I wish, I, I, I sort of sometimes long for the days where I just said, okay, here's some prednisone. I mean, not that there were very many of those, but, but you know, that was so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, dear. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, when you, the, the key is to try to lock into that immune system and to try to shift it just, and you only can make small shifts at a time, but um, generally, sometimes it's not that way. You can make big shifts. But generally, it's just like, okay, we're just going to nudge it this way. We're going to nudge it this way. And it's almost, and I guess, and I guess that's the, where the patience comes in, you know. And yet, as long as it's all going towards a good direction, you know, you're getting them off their medicine, yeah. their conventional immune suppressive medicines, and you know, basically, you're not getting secondary infections anymore. And you know, you've figured out all of that stuff, which is quite complicated um, for sure. But as long as you can nudge it towards a good direction, boy, each year gets better and better. Yeah. Um, that's the coolest part about my job. It's like, yeah, remember two years ago, this dog was really, and now, you know, and now I'll see a dog, maybe I'll just see him as needed, or I'll see him, you know, twice a year or something. And whereas originally I had to see him like every week for a while. So that is, that's the most rewarding part is to see that this is going to be a dog that's going to have a nice, healthy, long life without the side effects of those medications. And when you say nudge the immune system, how, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, so how are, you know, it's a combination of a whole bunch of different things and that every dog is different and so much of it is probably intuitive for you, but how are, how are you communicating? What is communicating with the immune system? Is it chemical? Is it energetic? What's going it's on? Ener- there's two, well, I guess, it, I mean, two big things. One is 
I use I use a lot of quercetin bioflavonoid combinations. Um, almost every allergy dog I have is on like Blue Bonnet Super Quercetin. It's so safe and wonderful. It's a combination of quercetin, but not just quercetin, which doesn't really work by itself, but with bromelain, quercetin, rutin, and vitamin C. And what it does is it stabilizes mast cells. So mm. before the histamine gets released, yeah. it just kind of stabilizes just a little bit of a stabilization process. And then I use that. But then energetically, the way that I'm communicating with the immune system is through what we call the immune gate. Mm. And there's 10 of them. There are acupuncture points, very mm. specific locations. Um, and each time you either acupuncture those points or acupressure those points, you are basically nudging the immune system right there. It's super, super simple. I mean, complicated and simple all at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. that's what Nate is. That's what Nate does. It, it really it utilizes those very ancient, you know, 5,000-year-old acupuncture points, but then not, we instead of just doing a conventional acupuncture treatment, which will... Um, activate those points, what we do is we add the allergen in at that exact moment. So we contact that allergen onto the dog at the same time as we're opening up those immune gates. That's how we nudge the immune system. It's very specific, you know. Yeah. So so adding the allergen in when the immune gate is opened Mm -hmm. doesn't set off the immune system somehow mm-hmm. it's sort of soothing it in a way specific to that yeah. particular allergen yeah you're just basically you're it's my way of asking the immune system say we're going to treat for chicken and i'm going to say please immune system you know let's have you you know and you know let's have you not react to the chicken what i'm going to do is i'm going to take that chicken in a in an energetic way i mean we have little vials but yeah. Um, and uh, have it in direct contact with the animal. Um, and then at the same time, I'm going to open up the immune gate. And this is basically what, this is at the core of what Nate is. And you can, you know, you basically work one thing at a time. And um, that's what's so, that's why a lot of people don't like it, because it, you know, can take, in humans, it can take forever, because we have so many years of, um, of, of contact with all these allergens and it's i believe that it by itself it's not as powerful as when at least and not in my hands um and maybe i'm just not as good at it but um but as with when you combine it with herbs that do the same thing and like i mentioned the super quercetin and other bioflavonoids that that stabilize the mast cells so now you've come at it in multiple ways you've you've really nudged the immune system in multiple ways you you haven't just changed your diet or you haven't just given them an herb or you haven't just done the acupuncture, but you've, you've done all of those different things. And I'm writing um, three separate articles for Dogs Naturally right now where we're talking about immune-mediated disease, but it's very similar. And we're gonna, I'm highlighting all of these different aspects in each of the articles. So mm. that's kind of cool, too. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we're going to take a quick break and come back for more on allergies and dogs with Dr. Donna Kelleher, author of The Proof is in the Poodle. You can find her online. uh, You can find the book online either at Amazon or proofisinthepoodle.com. Dr. Kelleher's website is wholepetvet.com, and that's whole, W-H-O-L-E, petvet.com, and also her blog, wholepetvet.blogspot.com. And I'll post all of these links on our homepage, dogradioshow.com, and also on our Facebook page. Do you have a Facebook page, Dr. Kelleher? I have two, yes. 
um, they can just put Donna Kelleher in, you know, the Facebook search engine, and I'm going to come right up. I'm, yep, it'll be really easy. Great. All right, we'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist www.sensitivedog.com This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Northwest School of Animal Massage, we cover the world of animals. This week, March 16th, always entertaining Kevin McDonald and gifted medium and animal intuitive Kim Miller will host the show for me. They'll have open phone lines throughout the show. Kim can help you connect with your animal or human loved ones on this side or the other. She can also tell you why your animal friend does stuff and what to do to change unwanted behavior or illness. So give her a call on Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Hey, Seattle, this is Julie Forbes. When I got engaged a couple of years ago, one of the first things my fiancé said about our wedding was, we need a wedding planner. I thought to myself, what do we need a wedding planner for? We hired Jenny Harding and New Chapter Weddings, and I now know there is no way we could have done it without her. If you are planning a wedding or corporate event, do yourself a favor and hire New Chapter Wedding and Event Planning. They did an amazing job for us, and they will for you. Find them online at newchapterweddings.com. Tell your friends the place to be is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. We're back with Dr. Donna Kelleher uh, talking today about allergies in dogs. Dr. Kelleher is the author of The Proof is in the Poodle, and you can get that book on Amazon and also proofisinthepoodle.com. And uh, Dr. Kelleher, you said your blog is a great way for people to read about different cases that you've that you've worked with or are working with and that people can interact with you through the blog as well? Yes. Yes, please. Don't be shy. I, you know, I, I have so few comments right now. I'm like, yeah. gosh, where is everybody? I know. <laughs> is anybody <laughs> listening? <laughs> uh, wholepetvet.blogspot.com is that blog, and I will post a link to that on our pages as well. And you can also find Dr. Donna Kelleher on Facebook as well. So in this last segment, which is a little bit shorter than the, than the last three, um, you know, talking kind of back to symptoms, and you said that allergies can set off other imbalances. Um, I mean, the endocrine system 
to me, I mean, you kind of don't want to mess with it. You know, all the systems are so complex, but boy, you start messing with the hormones and I mean, uh, and you said that the rest of the endocrine system can get imbalanced and you've seen a lot of, um, allergy cases that also have other symptoms too. So will you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I'd say the most common endocrine imbalance that happens, in my opinion, secondary to allergies that are uncontrolled or controlled by suppressing with Western medicine is um, hypothyroidism in dogs. Mm-hmm. Very, and hyperthyroidism in cats, very, very common. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't think people realize, I mean, so many people come in and they're like, yeah, we're on thyroid replacement. He was diagnosed when he was young. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, he may have had, you know, food allergies from the get-go and they were not recognized. Mm-hmm. And then, so I don't think it, it doesn't always manifest as something you can easily see, hypothyroidism, but very, very common to have that as a sequela, definitely. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in learning more about hypothyroidism, uh, Dr. Jean Dodds is uh, very brilliant in that field in general, but in that field especially is one of her focuses. And I've interviewed her a few times on the show, so you can go through the archives and search for Dr. Jean Dodds. She's the author of The Canine Thyroid Epidemic. Uh, Dr. Keller, you also said seizures you've seen. Yeah, epilepsy, uh, I would say at least a quarter of the epileptic dogs, that's just an estimate from my experience, Yeah. Um, ha- really they seizure because they have food allergies. Wow. Um, they need to get off grains, off chicken, sometimes off fish, off beef. They need to really think about what diet they're eating. And I don't think most neurologists even talk about this. I don't know how well it's, if it's recognized or not recognized, but... In my experience, there's been a number of epileptics that, you know, really, I never even sent them home with herbs. We just figured out that they have so many food allergies, and that's what's compounding their seizure disorder. Mm. Not to mention perhaps the pesticides in the food. but um, And then yeah. also ADHD, which is uh, definitely something that I can appreciate. I mean, and just it's an, it makes sense. I mean, if I feel, which isn't often at all, or, I mean, I'm great, gratefully. Um, but, you know, if I'm if I'm feeling like, ooh, ooh, I ate something and it's like not agreeing with me or I'm sick, I'm not in the best mood, nor do I do great. As It's hard for me to focus. So it would make sense if you have a dog that's, you know, has allergies and their bodies just don't feel good, that they're going to have behavioral symptoms as well. Yeah, and you know what's weird is sometimes they don't feel that bad, like they are not itchy and they are not, they don't have diarrhea. It doesn't have to be this really huge symptoms for Mm -hmm. them. It can be, their allergies can really manifest as an anxiety disorder. Hmm. Um, And, and, you know, people just do not recognize that what they're feeding their dog can really affect their mentation. Um, So I just really stress that. Now, do you know what is the link in the body to the allergy being a direct cause as opposed to anxiety being like secondary to the symptoms? The Like why would an allergy, I mean, I can understand if, like I said, if they're not feeling well. I think it has to do with, remember all the chemicals I was talking yeah. about? I was talking about bradykinin and prostaglandin cascade and all the histamines and there, and that's an interleukins. There are a number of really potent um, inflammatory mediators that get released by this. And I think they cross the blood-brain barrier, and mm-hmm. they affect all the neurotransmitter reactions in the body. I do not think it's 
like just in the skin or just in the yeah. GI tract, these things are systemic and they're and they are they are really like caustic to yeah. um, the nervous system channels that really need to be unadulterated in order to function correctly. Yeah, I love. I mean, and I don't love it, but I just in saying as an expression, I love how it's like, oh, you know, like I was a vet tech for a summer before I moved to Seattle. And this was like almost 15 years ago. Um, and, you know, I totally, you know, it was like, oh, what are you feeding? And they were like, well, we're feeding IAMS. And I'm like, OK, that's great. And, you know, totally like not knowing what I was talking about and just repeating what I had been told by the in- institution and it was like with flea meds, it was like, well, no. So it travels through the oils of the skin and, you know, it, and it doesn't like the skin is some separate entity from the, <laughs> oh, the rest so of the funny. body. Yeah, it doesn't go into the body. Yeah. Not at all. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. That makes sense. Wow. That seems really cool. I know. I know. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, man. I know. So, uh, so for, for people who, um, are are listening and and uh, so what are some of the common symptoms chronic ear infections itchy skin chronic mm-hmm. skin infections mm-hmm. chewing at the feet mm-hmm. um rubbing the head rubbing the face excessively to the point where there's sores anytime yeah. there's sores on the body yeah. um and you know we have secondary infections too so those are those red pustules little circular pustules that can be on the belly they can be up by the um up by the tail end yeah. Most of the time, they're on the ventral part of the body. Then we can have yeast infections. You know, those are the black, when you see a lot of black skin uh-huh. um, and discoloration, and those things can spread. Um, so, yeah, the, there's multiple. I mean, they can have anal gland issues that are allergy-based. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, it, it kind of, it's almost like the sky's the limit on the symptoms. Any yeah. inflammatory symptom that you don't know why there's inflammation, yeah. you can assume that there might be allergies at the base of that. Yeah, and and to close with, first thing to do, if you're listening from wherever you are, and you think, oh, I think my dog has allergies, switch them off of processed food first. There you go. And that would yep. be and the don't kind go of the... out and get a vaccine right away. Right. <laughs> Not yeah. the time to vaccinate him when he's already allergic. So, yeah. Yeah. And then um, you can also, for more information, refer to Dr. Kelleher <laughs> online. Uh, find a local holistic veterinarian to work with if you're feeling like you need the help of a veterinarian. Holistic is definitely for skin, allergies, food, that kind of stuff. Otherwise, you're going to get antibiotics, steroids, and prescription diets, and that's just not what we're what we're what we're working for here. So, um, Dr. Kelleher again online wholepetvet.com w h o l e petvet.com wholepetvet.blogspot.com is her blog. Um, you can get her book. The proof is in the poodle, and you can find that website too. Proofisinthepoodle.com. We're both on Facebook. And all of this information will be also linked on our homepage, dogradioshow.com. Dr. Kelleher, thank you for being here again and for all the wonderful work you do. And I look forward to seeing you at the opening of the Natural Pet Pantry soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Julie. All right. Thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes.